Dad, I'm Ryan Greenwood. We are here with uh, Anthony Johnson. He is a Christian, a husband, a dad, a youth pastor, a chaplain, hip hop fan, an artist, basketball coach, Michigan uh, Wolverines fan, a Denver Bronco fan, and a huge fan. Uh, I mean, Godfather. I mean, Godfather's Pizza. Sorry, sorry. I had it written in my notes. Godfather's, not Little Caesars. I, I apologize on that one. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so, I have you like a lot of mayonnaise on your sandwich too. Oh yeah, yeah, no mayonnaise <laughs> or little for that matter. So, no little Caesars yeah, for you. Yeah, no. So, all right, man. Um, if you uh, could just give me a little uh, snackable, uh, little little testimony about yourself and let our fans know a little bit about you that'd be awesome just a short little story well i mean you pretty much covered it i mean i, I guess uh i am a my my crowning achievement to this date is is being a youth pastor and i say that because uh you know i got you gotta you gotta teach the word so i am uh i'm a, i'm so I, I speak that first you know i'm a family man I love my family. You know, I just, I work in the school system, so I'm a busy man, you know, dealing with the, with teenagers, and they are a handful. They're something else. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a little snackable testimony. There you go. There you go. Uh, so I got a few questions for you. Um, so first off, uh, I don't like it. Who would, you, who would your favorite uh, artist or band be? My favorite artist or band? Yes. Um, that's kind of a, a multiple, a multi-question. I was thinking about that. Um, I guess it depends on the genre, man. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, of like I said, hip-hop. Tupac was one of, is one of my favorite artists of all times. So okay. if we're going there, and then you know, you throw an R and B. I, I love like Anita Baker, and and you know, I'm a big fan of old school. So for the sake of time, I'll just say that I mentioned two names. I say Tupac and Anita Baker. All right, sounds good, man. So so uh, I guess we'll music theme real quick. Um, since it is remix and we've done stuff together, uh, what is your favorite album of all time? My favorite album of all time. Um, my favorite. My favorite single. I'll just go off of my single favorite okay. album. Is Tupac "So Many Tears." That is my. That's my my jam. 
I, I didn't I didn't understand as a kid why, you know, as a teenager, I didn't understand why I liked it so much. But, you know, as I got older and, I, you know, I'm in ministry now and I'm doing, <clears throat> you know, speaking of spiritual warfare, I understand completely why that's always been my favorite song. And that's a interesting song. And didn't you, uh, didn't you kind of break that down at a concert that, that we had uh, last year, I, th- I believe it was? Yes, it was last year at a concert. Um, it's funny how that happened, man. Um, I uh, stumbled on the song, uh, an edited version of it, before uh, our concert, and uh, it just spoke to me, and I was listening to it. And, man, I had it on repeat, and I was listening to that song for, like, two days straight, every time I was in a car or whatever, and it just started talking to me, dude. And, you know, and then next thing you know, I'm, it's, it's, I could break it down, like what 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 he was going through and anybody who is any kind of you know anybody christian can understand where i'm coming from it was basically a song that my my man was talking about his his battle with spiritual warfare and how you know he's on this on this side and then he's on this side you know what i'm saying it's, i mean i can go into the detail but that's that's for another time yeah yeah and i'm definitely looking forward to hearing that man uh so it was it was a concert we were a part of, and we've done stuff together. I don't know if a lot of the listeners uh, know that or not, but um, what's uh, your favorite one of your favorite songs of ours that we did? Um, I, again, on my way home, I, I just came back from the store. I was thinking about that question, and my my uh, my answer to that is this is going to sound like a cop out, but my answer to that is also twofold, and I, here's why. My favorite, I, I'm sentimental to to uh, sancti- sanctify because that was our first song together. Okay. And, you know, and we built the, the beat, you know what I'm saying? We built the beat and it was a song that uh, the, the beat had been in my head since I was a little kid watching the Transformers, the movie. And so that that's that's why I would say that. Now, that being said, I think the best song that we've done together which would be my favorite song, and for that reason, is is a stereotype. Uh, how did I know you were going to say those two? <laughs> those are the jam. I mean, I I love stereotype, man. I love that song, and it's and in the the world we're living in right now, and all the who who knew when we did that song, it would be relevant to what's going on right now, and and. and and we did this on what, like two years ago? Yeah, it was about two years ago now. So, might have some background noise, so I apologize for that. All good. Uh, um, so, is there any uh, other side projects or anything that you're excited about? Like, any anything that's coming up that you're working on besides school and work and <laughs> all of that i uh <laughs> that you're like I, really excited about man i'm excited about i'm doing my uh my, my uh podcast and uh i'm really excited about that because it gives me another avenue to uh to speak what god has given me yeah, yeah so what, you know, what's, it, what's the name what's the name of the podcast 
It's called Anthony's Godly Guidance. It's a, it's a good one. I like, um, I, I really enjoy the 116 one, uh, Romans 116 that you did. It, it really spoke to me and really encouraged me. I, li- I listened to it maybe two or three times yesterday and then once today. And, oh, nice. And it just, it really, it, it was just really encouraging. So, and then also I got a bunch of little ideas from, from it. So for this interview, so. Well, I mean, that one, that's funny, because that one just kind of came out of nowhere. And, you know, it's relevant. And so I'm uh, I'm actually, with that being said, you know, for the side projects, I have a, I guess it's going to be a series, because as of right now, the the structure of the, the podcast, the, the, the app I'm using is only five minutes long. And the series is basically, excuse me, about how we communicate with each other. And it's like, and this, is, uh, this is based off of Ephesians, I believe. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give that detail when I'm doing the podcast. I'll give the actual Bible verses and talk. But it's like talking about how parents should, should, uh, interact with their kids and how you know we men and wives should react to each other and basically how we should interact with each other as people so i think it's going to be like at least three parts okay and I, I might do the first part i might i might record the first part today actually you know i just again i'm that's what's going on in my head and Another side project I've been working on that I've walked away from, but I'm kind of feeling a pull back towards. I have another. I have an album that that I've been toying with, and there's a few songs that I've written, but I haven't recorded. And uh, I, I don't know. I, that's still that's still not completely gone. But the podcast has taken precedent precedence over it, so. I, you know, there's more excitement towards the podcast right now, but I don't want to say the album is dead. All right, all right, man, I'm so excited with with the, your your podcast that you're starting. It's just just putting it out there, man. Um, shoot, it's just it's kind of like a it's kind of like when you're putting piggies in your piggy bank. You're you're compounding that um, that material. You're compounding that that interest and you're getting better and better each each time and same with the music too man and honestly if it wasn't for you pushing me and god using you to push me into getting back into music and then also into a part of ministry kind of going through my little sabbatical that i went through my, my dealing with the issues that i was going through i don't think this podcast would have happened so god's taken it on our relationship and used it for for good for for the podcasts and just giving us more avenues to help and um, affect people man essentially praise god praise god i hear you right on that's a blessing that is a blessing so and then on to the, on to that i guess so uh, how do you uh, how do you believe others see you um so that question, I, I have to, I have to give you the spiritual answer, and I have to give you the flesh answer. That's fine, man. That's that's perfect. The, spir- the, the spiritual answer is, I believe others see 
the the changes in me. They see without I'm trying to say this without sounding as I'm exalting myself or like arrogance, but I believe that others see the God in me. And I believe others see the God in me even when I don't see the God in me. You Amen. know, just little interactions I have with people. With, and like, I use my job, for example. I, I have a great relationship with these kids, and they actually see that I care. And I think they see the God in me. And they, I mean, they know, they know what I, they know I'm a youth pastor because I don't hide that. But I think they see the God in me. Now, my flesh answer. What do, what do I pe- think people see in me? <laughs> um, some, it depends on how I'm feeling, man. Sometimes I, I don't think people see the, see the best in me. If I'm feeling, you know, if I'm feeling down, I'm like, ah, people see all my flaws. And that could just be me seeing my flaws and just projecting that on the other people. Could it be I like that- to believe that people see the, the positive. But go ahead. Could it be like you're writing scripts for other people that uh, that they're not even gonna play out? That, that very well could be. That very well could be. And that's why I said I had to give you two answers because, <laughs> for the most part, I believe that people see that I, I'm genuine and I'm, and you know, empathetic and sympathetic, and I, you know, I, I'm just a caring person. But then, if you catch me on the wrong day, and my response would be something else non-positive but i'm trying to be better about how i you know in, in proverbs 4 23 it says guard your heart so i'm trying to guard my heart because also it says out of the you know out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so i uh, i gotta guard my heart so i so i speak the positive and not bring all that other negative mess into my life all right all right all right, uh, kind of piggyback that question. Uh, how do you see yourself? Hmm. <laughs> it's essentially the same answer. No, yeah. I mean, I mean uh, there are days where I feel the Holy Spirit, man, and I'm just like running and gunning it, and I'm like, yes, uh, God is doing things in me, and and. Um, I, I see the the changes that I've made from the the dude I was, you know, even ten years ago. We'll just go that far back to the dude I am now. <clears throat> and then, like we we've had some stuff going on in the family for the last three months. Oh, gosh, I guess it's longer than that now. It's almost March. It's what the middle of February. Yeah, for the last five, three months. And I was in a slump, and in that slump, I, I saw myself as a failure, and I saw myself as, uh, you know, defeated. And I, I believe the that was just an attack on me to get me to to uh, doubt myself. So I most of the time see myself as a man of God who is striving day to day to be better progress towards where god wants me to be most of the time that's how i see myself we have slumps every now and again and i see myself as a failure you know that's, that's my biggest weakness yeah man all right i like that answer the man of god striving 
and uh, you're you're becoming better every day, man. I can I can see it. I can I can attest this to what God's doing in your life. Because shoot, we met uh, what, about five years ago now. Because Sam, okay, she just turned because she just turned four, and I met you before Sam was born. So just just the big difference I see in you on uh, you inspire me like every day, man. And whenever, whenever I think Anthony Johnson, I think brother, friend, um, a pillar in the community of like an awesome dude. I, I wanted to say another word, but an awesome dude. Right. So, uh, I know I'm blessed by that. Appreciate that. So, my, no, pleasure's on mine. Honor's mine to know you, man. God definitely has blessed me. And you're, you're like that pebble that goes in the, 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 the water and it kind of ripples out and it just kind of, it touches everybody in a positive way and then um, so what do you do like your morning routines workouts uh, whatever to like fill up your cup so it'll spill over to others what like what, what kind of stuff do you do so right now I, I'm full of multifaceted answers <laughs> <laughs> Because I, cause I, right. I know you have a lot going on with family and stuff, so... Well, well what I... Sorry, I'm sorry. What, what I usually <laughs> do is I get up... When I get up in the morning, I, uh, I I get my phone and I either read the verse of the day or I read a devotional. And I do that before I do anything else. Most of the... You know, I'd say at least five or six days out of the week. I do that now. That's what I do to to encourage that you know to get that encouragement to get to get through the day. Now, before and I'm about to get back into this, I used to go to the gym Monday through Friday before I went to work, and uh, I'm working on. I believe now. Let me change that. Next week, starting Tuesday, because I'm off. My wife and I are going to be on vacation for a few days so when I starting Tuesday I'm getting back into that regiment because I've seen a difference in physically and emotionally mentally well, since I haven't been doing that so it'll be I wake up I, I do I spend my time with God I go to the gym and then I go to work Okay. And, uh, what do you, what do you do for work exactly? I am. They it's labeled different things in different districts, and the district I'm in is called being a campus monitor, and essentially all it is is security. You know that that's the simple answer. My job is to <clears throat> make sure that the, the the kids, the students, and the staff are safe. But also, the bigger part to me is about the relationships I build with the kids. The only reason I still do this job is because I get to build relationship with kids. Um, I don't. I, I don't fear saying this, so I'll just say it. I don't like the aspect of security anymore because I don't. I don't want to be another person that is in the telling these kids what they can't do. Because as of right now, one of my responsibilities is I have to be a quote-unquote bad guy. That this, you know, you got to go to class, you got to get out of here, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I, uh, 
there's enough people telling them that that I don't want to be that, which is why I went back to school to get my to finish my master's in, in the human service counseling, so that I can be the counselor that they come to and I can help them with the things they're dealing with, as opposed to being the one telling them stop doing that, don't do that, go over here, go do that, because like I said, enough people are telling them that. I'm 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 the one right now. I'm walking in the hall. I'm talking with the kids. You know, I joke around with them. And you know, it's unprecedented. People might not agree with this, but I I tell them kids, I love them, man. I mean, they need to hear. It. I, some of them kids don't have adults who tell them stuff like that. So I'm telling them that. And you know, in the world we live in, people might not necessarily understand that or agree with it. But that's that's where I'm at. So your business would be security, or not your business, but your job would be security, but your business would be love. Amen. I like that. I like that. So, okay. And then um, kind of tra- going to another question I got for you is, uh, you kind of already did this one, the, the leadership one, so we'll leave that one alone. Uh, what about, what, what uh, type of legacy do you hope to leave? That's interesting. So I went and watched Black Panther last night, which is a good movie, by the way. Not trying well, to plug it, but no, we we got we got to discuss that later. Uh, I want to see it. <laughs> right. So that's a good movie. But one of the things that they said in there, and I'm paraphrasing it because I don't remember exactly. I should have wrote it down. As he said that, basically, he was saying a man who doesn't take. A man here. Here's what a man that doesn't prepare his kids for when he dies is a failure, and that blew my mind, man. Wow. I was sitting there and I was like, wow. I can't go into detail as to well. I mean, if you've seen Civil War, Captain America: Civil War, you understand that the Black Panther's father died in that movie, so that's not giving anything away. And so it's a conversation in the movie, and he said that if you don't prepare your kids for when you die you are a failure and that, that kind of had me thinking like am I preparing my kids for when we're not around for when I'm not around so I hope that the, with that I hope that my legacy that I leave to my kids is to to love people to be a blessing to be you know to have empathy with people have sympathy with people but not to let people you know walk all over them but you know the biggest thing is love I mean love doesn't mean that I'm going to let you just do whatever you want to me you know because I love you but you know what I'm saying I, like, we gotta have compassion that's what I hope to leave and I also hope to leave a legacy that even though I'm not here I can you know my kids can take care of themselves if, if that makes sense yeah. basically, basically based off of what he said in that movie I'm like wow what if I die tomorrow would my kids be straight and am I preparing them for that so that's a legacy and if we want to go outside of my family my legacy is just love man I, I love people I love interacting with people I love I like helping people I love helping people help themselves I hope the legacy, I would like to say, I would like, and I know I wouldn't necessarily hear this, I hope that when I am gone from this earth, that someone 
could be like, man, that dude helped me out. You know, that dude, that brother was a real brother and he helped me out. I, you know, there was I, I, nobody was there for me or no one understood me. And he took the time to hear me out and that blessed me. So that that's the legacy I would like to leave. Well, I know with a handful of people, I definitely think you're going to, that's guaranteed, man. Like, because like, my, my family, man, you've, you've been there for our family. So, and yeah, you are family. So praise God. Thank you. And then, uh, also with, to go, what's, what's one thing, one word, one word, just only one word. Cause I know you like to talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's one word uh, that you think about when someone says the word dad? Dad? Yeah. One word that comes to me when dad. Um, like a no word association, just kind of like dad. And then. Safety. Ooh, I like that. Why? I believe that the reason why we have so much, like, the, our world is on some whole other stuff when it comes to violence and and uh, depression and and sexual promiscuity is because the lack of the safety that comes from fathers because so many so many men have ran from their responsibility that. These kids don't have that safety that they get from their dad, and so they 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 just go out and they're just doing whatever. So I guess either safety or responsibility, one of those two words, because they you know they're intertwining what I my explanation. There you go. There you go. Would you throw a leadership in there too? Well, yeah. I mean, and maybe that's where the responsibility part is, because I think. We as fathers are responsible for raising up these this this generation to be empowered, to be accountable, to be responsible, to be wise. You know, they, if they don't have a positive male role model to follow, they're going to look for whatever male role model they can. And oftentimes that's the wrong one, which is why I said earlier that I walk around my, the building that I work at telling these kids I love you because some of these kids don't have their dad or a positive male role model telling them that. I'm just trying to tell them, I'm trying to show them like, hey, it's all right for a male because it's not just girls. I say this to, obviously. I say it to the, to the, to the young men too. It's like, hey, it's all right for a, a grown man to walk around and say I love you and it's all right to show caring. And I hope that, I mean, I'm not going to reach everybody. I'm not a fool. I'm not naive to believe that. But I hope I'm reaching enough to where they're like, see, this dude walks around. He don't even really know me. And he's walking around and he's showing that he he's telling me that he loves me and he's showing me that. So I hope I mean, I feel we're responsible. That's a leadership thing to me. If I can lead these these young men to see that. And so they treat their girlfriends, their future wives, their children accordingly that we can break this cycle that we're going through yeah i definitely agree man because there's there's too much too much chaos and craziness in this world and i i see it within my own family man that a lot of the men weren't there or if they were there they were 
pre or preoccupied with work or doing something else, man. But because, like my dad, he was there. But at the same time, he was working. He was uh, doing what he can to provide for us. But I, there's sometimes I feel like I didn't learn a lot from him just because of his absence. Sometimes I learned how to cook when my when my mom was just away at school. But other than that, as I got older, he he was busy doing his other things. So that's that's one thing I would say that. Uh, uh, be there, be a little bit more uh, initiative with your kids. Be there because I, I see my dad being there now for for the grandkids, but I don't. I'm not sure if I've seen it when I was younger. You know what I mean? Well, I I, th- I think that's a that's a, a a subtle, sneaky, core you know scheme of the of the enemy to do it, man, to sleep in and. You know, he either gets men to think, all right, man, I'm out. I want to deal with this. This, you know, I can go over here and quote unquote be free and live my life. And that, you know, and that's how a lot of cats. I thought there was a while where I thought that was the the direction I wanted to go in. So he gets on that, or he gets the ones who stick around to be so stuck on. You know, I have to provide for my family that I'm out. I'm doing multiple jobs i'm doing this i gotta come with money to provide and gets us to forget that piece of they need to see me they need to learn from me they need to i need to be there and that's a struggle of mine man i mean when it comes to my kids i i sometimes slip into that mode of you know where i'm like ah they don't need to be (coughs) excuse me i don't need to be telling them this or hugging them or, or you know, playing all this, you know, they're um, 16 is the youngest one, so I I, I fall in, in that trap sometimes. <laughs> but, you, <coughs> oh, but, but you know for sure that she she gets annoyed with you, but you know she's going to remember that. She's going to she's going <laughs> to she's going to love that. And she's going to m- miss that if, it, if it's not there in the future. Right. So, right. Amen. But, uh, uh, you kind of already covered it though throughout the whole thing. But it, my last question for you is, uh, what's what's one of the last things you wanted to say to the world? Like, just be like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> right. And it's not necessarily like before you die or anything. It's just what's one thing that you'd like to say to the masses right now? Wake up! <laughs> Wake Amen. up! Pay, pay attention to what's going on around. I like Wake that. up and look, man. I, I mean, I I'll refer back to where I'm at. So in my in my school, working in schools, that that stuff that happened in Florida the other day, that school shooting, man. It's, uh, you know, like the kids in my building are so, like, detached from reality of the situations of all of these things going down and then stuff like this happens. And we, we got, you know, just for that purpose, we got to, I've been telling them, see, y'all got to pay, you got to, you got to pay attention to what's going on around you. That could have easily been our school. And then man, without going into detail, we had to be on lockout yesterday, the day after the school shooting, because of some stuff that I can't go into detail. But I mean, dude, that could have very well been my the school I work at. 
and all because we get nonchalant. We don't, we're not paying attention. And that's just for that, man. I mean, our country, that's our country's on one when it comes to racial divide, man. We are in a place right now where I don't think we've had this big a racial divide since, since the sixties, dude, you know, and people are just, nobody's paying attention. Everybody's sleep. They're, they're blaming Trump or they're blaming Black Lives Matters or they're blaming all of this and nobody's looking at the real the real the real scheme behind it. The enemy is pulling all of these strings, man. And we're in our our world is buying it. And it's just we're asleep. And what first Peter five eight says, be sober minded, for the enemy goes around like a lion looking to devour those whom he may you know, looking to get those whom he may devour. And if we're asleep, man, he's going to get us. But my last thing to say is wake up, pay attention to what's going on. Amen, man. I like that. I like that. And there's another quote, quote that I heard. I'm going to paraphrase it. Um, it's the, in times of peace, prepare for war. But in times of war, prepare for peace. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely one thing that we we're in now. We're in the we're in, we were in the peace period for so long and just in the, uh, we got comfortable just like Andy Minio's album. Uh, we had gotten comfortable for way too long. And then all this stuff just came out of nowhere. Actually, I think it's been sitting there for a while, but it's kind of like the levee broke and all hell went loose, man. Right. Well, and, and it's, it's funny because like, and I'll just touch the, the racial aspect of it. It's not like racism ever left and people were so blind to it. And then the stuff with, you know, the Black Lives Matters and all with the police shooting these young black men, it brought all that to the forefront to where people are like, I didn't know it was that bad. And it's like, what do you mean you didn't know? It's it, it never left. But I think that and like, I really think, and this is not me bashing Trump nor endorsing him, but I believe him being in office has brought all of that more to the forefront just because he is who he is. And now people are seeing it and people are like, like, oh my God, I didn't realize we were that racist. And it's like, yeah, well, we are. Well, so we just put, we put the cover over it. We put it under the bed and we were like, ah, it's all good. And now, now it's come out. It's come out the closet, so to speak. (laughs) Well, it's true, man. Uh, getting into that like I I only knew one uh, one black person when I was younger and she worked with my mom and then as I got older I, I met more and I I, I always loved hip hop and stuff but I uh, was able to meet more more black people and that's what I'm really excited about now that my daughter being so young she's around at a uh, diverse people. She's around all walks of life, and that makes me. Right. That makes me. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I had a little bit of a te- technical difficulties, so I lost some of the audio on that call. Uh, but what we were talking about at, towards the end was um, just how this world's coming together and social media and the enemy is just trying to bind us and get us get us distracted so we're not seeing the truth 
what's really out there um, and how it's affecting everybody as a as a society and then also the he asked me three questions one was about youth group and I told him I can't really give him a definite answer I really don't feel like that's my place to to be it's not my ministry that's not my that's not where I'm supposed to be uh, led to teach or help other people impact people even though it's very important that my wife does an awesome job at that and Anthony does an awesome job at that and then also he asked me about the men's group when we're going to have a breakfast or another lunch meetup my schedule has changed but you can definitely get on the Mess Hall 5280 website or not website but Facebook page or my Facebook page to find out more about the next event and then also he asked me about music if I'm going to do another if I'm going to continue with music and I told him I'd help him but it's more on the back burner and also my uh, my passion is to help other men other people out there and their families um, and work on make making more podcasts and just affecting the world and also he gave his uh, he gave his Facebook information Anthony D. Johnson Facebook you can look him up he's friends with me so if you find me you can find him and then also he gave out his uh, whatchamacallit email address um, I forgot I forgot that so you can contact me and then I can get you set up with him if you uh, want to get a hold of him um, other than that, uh, happy anniversary, Anthony, and uh, sorry for my de <laughs> my technical difficulties. All right, have a great one, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.